Welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast counting down everything this week that made you say, What a Time to Be Alive. And now, Patrick Monahan, Kath Barbadoro, and Eli Uden. Folks, welcome to What a Time to Be Alive, the only podcast that counts down the things each week to make you say the thing that's the title of the podcast. I'm Patrick Monahan. I'm Kath Barbadoro. I'm Eli Uden. And we have a, a special guest uh, here to talk to us uh, primarily about doll heads in a jar. That's been the conversation <laughs> so far. Uh, it's uh, 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 of the soon-to-be uh, available uh, Defector website and uh, the Distraction Podcast with Drew McGarry. It's uh, David Roth, everybody. Hi. Hey. How are you? I don't know why happy I said to... everybody there. There's no one here to no, react I mean, to that. That was. I'll, <laughs> I'll say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah. How about them doll heads? It. Yeah, yeah, how they're doing? So they're some are doing better than others. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all in a jar together. I'm. I'll catch everybody up because not everybody knows why we're talking about doll heads that don't have bodies attached. Mm-hmm. Um, which is that I'm at my father-in-law's place and we're having a yard sale. It's day two, so that's when you put the the jar full of doll heads out for people traditionally. <laughs> yeah. When you're doing a yard sale, and that's just your way of saying welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining that, and the day two graphic from like Zelda Majora's Mask, like day yeah. two. <laughs> <laughs> the first day was really good too, because that was when you sold the stuff that isn't haunted, and then yeah. the second day is when you get the stuff out there that uh, is vengeful. Yeah, unless you're a ghost hunter or one of the uh, two brothers from the show Supernatural, in which case day two is your time to shine. Yeah, that's when you. That's you know, you get you can get like a Dybbuk box or like you know some like really cool stuff like that. Anyone know what happens when you like turn the the gears on this ball that's got a lot of spikes on it? Anyway, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out at home. Just a just a just a Tupperware like container of lament configurations like two yeah. for five, three for ten. You, you, you kids will love these puzzle boxes. Yeah, who wouldn't? Get a that bag is, of nails with it. That is the nicest thing about being uh, like a, a ghost person is you never have to wake up early for yard sales. You just do like the closing 10 minute sweep. Just like, yeah, yeah just put it all in the truck. I'm sure something yeah. in here is haunted. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So we, we know exactly which Hellraiser would be, which Cenobite would be having a yard sale. And it's absolutely Butterball because that guy <laughs> is not, not enough is, is talked about with Butterball because most of the Cenobites are very spooky. And Butterball is kind of just like, Weird and has sunglasses, <laughs> and he definitely kind of feels like a hanger-on in the Cenobite community. It's I'll great, say though. this, though. Like, if Butterball's running a garage sale, there are some very good records in there. Like, you yeah, can dude. get some great vinyl from Butterball. I could see so, Butterball listening to, like, you know, like, Tom Sawyer by Rush just going crazy. <laughs> so the the music at this yard sale, mostly, there are some LPs. Bizarrely, there is, like, a, a Bright Eyes EP. Uh-huh. <laughs> In there, which I want to talk to my father-in-law about how he got it, but I know the answer is, like, found it at the dump, like, yeah. and it didn't have any bugs in it, and, like, so I brought it home. <laughs> but the, Pitchfork gives this 9 out of 10, yeah. didn't have any bugs in it. Best new music, so, you know, you gotta scoop it up. So there's, there's that, but then there's also all these 8-tracks, uh, and they're all like records that I would definitely listen to like somebody that just had a lot of like good Neil Young records and like the Newport Jazz Festival 1972 eight track but there's nowhere on earth that these could be played and so they're just kind of out there like weighing down the part of a table that doesn't have like uh you know just an old spatula on it (laughs) that like was from the navy or whatever 
As as I, the resident baby of this podcast, sorry, a track is like they're like the jazz disc of the of a tape regular cassette, right? They're like big, yeah. Slammer. They look like an yeah, Atari thing. They look, like, yeah, so I was gonna say they look like something that you could play in a Sega or like yeah. a TurboGrafx sixteen. Yeah, I've never that. listened that to music cool. on an a track. Yeah, or I feel like summer. their a tracks now. It's like. The the only market for those is like a a new bar in a gentrified neighborhood that needs stuff to put on shelves. Yeah, like that's yes. who gets that stuff. It's like the like hipster version of all the stuff on the wall at a Ruby Tuesdays is like yeah. those eight yes. tracks. Just They're flare. No They're shelves. sonic Just flare. Super glued. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> glued it's, to the wall as the shelf. Like there are some Nintendo games as well, which I think are mostly now used the same way. There's the Simpsons yeah. Nintendo game, which I may bring home just on principle, but Ooh. I have to like. Is this the Bart versus the Space Mutants or what? Is, is it Bart's Bart? Nightmare? It is. I well, actually, I'd have to. Are there more than one Bart's, of them? Bart's Nightmare was Super Nintendo, I believe. This um, is uh, the gray cartridge. This is straight NES. This is like Bart versus whatever the most like elementary programmable thing, like yeah, him space, side yeah, scrolling. Yeah, There's like ninjas mutants. maybe or something. Yeah, Space Mutants. All right. Yeah, yeah. Bart's Nightmare no, was kind of cool, but the, the, yeah, Space Beans was, uh, from what I recall, not particularly uh, compelling. Um, yeah, they were all extremely hard if you were a child. So yeah, that was that was a big part of it. Just so you couldn't beat it, like rent it from Hollywood Video and beat it in a weekend. They were like, "What if we just made it impossible and made kids cry about it?" And it's like yeah, weirdly, weirdly it enough, the fun. arcade game was great, and that never came out on home systems for some reason. That was, yeah. seems like an oversight to me. We're gonna have to roast Barcade again. Give Barcade <laughs> another earful. <laughs> Well, I I, I want to talk about Kath- for too long. Yeah, Kath and I were talking about because we were talking about doll heads um, briefly. <laughs> uh, we can get, we will circle back to it. Yeah, Sorry, just, just yeah. to get back to this because because <laughs> David made the comment before we started that like, a couple of them got out was the, was the, and, <laughs> yeah. and did you guys see this? I, I guess Kath saw. I don't know, but like it was I think it was last weekend. It was like a Saturday night or something. But it's like there was just like a Annabelle was trending because somebody decided the room the, that Annabelle got out. Like that was like the thing. Like got out, of, the out of the movies and into the real world. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's, yeah. it's based on it's based on like a real thing in Connecticut somewhere. There's some doll that's allegedly haunted. But it's like oh boy, here we go. 2020. Now Annabelle's out. Like that's the thing that they like just she's gonna, we thought it couldn't get anywhere. Like she's Annabelle's gonna come to out. get you. Like you know. Someone who does, someone who doesn't live in the same home as Annabelle is now in trouble. Um, the way pandemic. you asked me about it was like so funny too, because you were like, "Did you hear Annabelle got out?" Like, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just Jay Leno this? doing a setup on <laughs> Annabelle getting out. The cat did you hear about this? On a doll, she is out. She's out. <laughs> and, it, and it's really funny because it's like it's like a two weeks after Tom Sharpling posted like. Annabelle is in the NBA bubble. Report: Annabelle has gotten into the NBA bubble. <laughs> Everyone, be safe. <laughs> Just like okay, so somebody maybe saw that and then decided I don't know, but apparently, like, because uh, like the idea of Annabelle getting out, it's like Annabelle is not like Chucky. Like she's not like gonna go around and stab you and like cut your calves so you fall down or whatever so she can get you. It's like. Yeah. The air gets out in her little cell, and then the curse can expand or whatever. Yeah. I, don't know. I was going to ask. She, she lives in a Loki cell or Magneto cell. <laughs> well, my favorite article about Annabelle getting out, uh, the <laughs> headline was, Haunted Doll Experts Explain What Would Happen If the Real Annabelle Escaped. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know how you get that experts. title, but... <laughs> it's good yeah, that there I are multiple haunted spooky. doll experts. 
<laughs> yeah, like yeah. The, they, they call a tribunal of haunted doll experts. They all disagree on details of the haunted doll, you know, like <laughs> biology and stuff. They're like, well, we are. We, there's, there's different schools of thought on Annabelle <laughs> and what she would do if she got out. All of them just constantly have bizarre accidents happening to them at home, and they're like, yeah. oh, that's that makes sense. Like the knives. <laughs> uh, that would be so great. They don't like, want me to. They don't want me this? to speak about this to anyone. Yeah. They're trying to silence me. Well, that, like, this article is obviously in Vice, but, like, I'm just imagining the exact same headline, but it's, like, the Atlantic Health section. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ed Yong writing, yeah. like, a long-form <laughs> thing about... Some, t- like, very responsible, like, inverted pyramid times lead where it's, like, for haunted doll experts, a question that vexes. <laughs> like, How America lost the war against the haunted dolls. <laughs> a bracing read from Ed Yong. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always share these, but I think everyone should read this. Right. <laughs> Estimated read time, 59 minutes. <laughs> an hour long. Uh, yeah. We incisive. need hearings on this. We need the Senate. It's like, well, we know McConnell's not going to... Moscow Mitch isn't going to do anything, but we need at least Pelosi to get some hearings going on this. <laughs> Annabelle has not responded to the subpoena that we sent her... <laughs> Jim Jordan's like on some like there was an actual quote of this that he did earlier but about being like you know I don't even worried about Annabelle getting out I'm more worried about Michael Flynn getting out he shouldn't be in there <laughs> right right that was Just pretending the- <laughs> like Mark Meadows pretending it's not a big deal you know like just like yeah you know I mean uh, the haunted doll I mean you know we, this we've seen the science and we know you know man we all respect Dr <laughs> Fauci we all respect what he's saying but. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then they bring out the they bring out the demon sperm lady to talk about it. Annabelle is not yeah. you know not a problem or whatever. Yeah, it's fine. and then it, and then it goes on both sides because they take Annabelle to jail, and then everyone's like, it is a risk to the people incarcerated in that prison <laughs> to have Annabelle. In it. <laughs> Annabelle needs to be she needs to be on the island from uh, X Men or whatever where they put the juggernaut, and uh, that's the only safe place for Annabelle to reside. You're putting people at risk by <laughs> imagine being Annabelle's cellmate. Just like, <laughs> oh, jeez. What are you in for? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it's a thousand years of evil. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the scene is like the classic thing where Annabelle gets put in a cell with the biggest guy in the prison. <laughs> and then the guards come by the next morning and he's just looks like the girl from the ring. <laughs> he's just like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she 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 got she. It's a it's a political. She got railroaded because uh, she uh, spoke out against the cabal. That's what. Yeah, that's what it's tough. yeah. yeah she becomes a QAnon folk hero. It's a whole yeah. thing. Also, also, she also bought a boat and peck implants or whatever. You know, those guys got from the uh, from the yeah. build the wall. Oh, go yeah. find Wait, yeah. Who got peck implants from was the that, build the wall? Was that? I couldn't tell if that was a joke or not because nothing seems to be. <laughs> no, you know. the dude, he definitely did get a boat. Uh, yeah. The dude that hustled twenty five million dollars away from like just everybody's least favorite uncle to build a portion <laughs> of a wall. Uh, but so yeah, people, the, um, the people who would never sue in a million years for yeah. getting swindled because it's like, no, it's still too good cause. It's like, it's I saw a dude today that was like, I wish I could donate again. And he looked like, <laughs> it looked like if you could, if there was like a, um, like a MAGA filter that you could use on Instagram and you just put it on a picture of Ian Miles Chong. <laughs> like he just had that like, yeah, not uh, what you want necessarily. I did enjoy uh, the image of Bannon getting arrested while at sea, like which is what he'd been telling everybody about, like when like when they come looking for me, like tell them I'm at sea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, like, like you mean like near Connecticut? Like right. it's, they <laughs> took you 
to Connecticut to process you after you were arrested. But right, he's on yeah. like an exiled Chinese billionaire's yacht or something. It's like, all right, so this guy's just like sliming around with the weirdest people in the world. Like that's like his whole deal. Yeah. And he, remember when he was gonna like he was gonna take over the planet from his like weird Italian like fascism academy. Oh, I loved and, that. And yeah. now he's just like you know the fascism monastery or whatever. And now it's <laughs> like well. I got arrested uh, off the coast of Mystic, so they they brought me in uh, Mystic Harbor, and uh, <laughs> it's good. I got a, they had a lot of fried uh, fried clam places there, but of course I wasn't allowed to eat at any of them because I'd been arrested for fraud. Uh, yeah. but they, they caught him yeah. up. They set up a honeypot of of a fried clam restaurant. That finally, yeah. same way they caught Al Capone. Actually, Steve Bannon is Zoidberg from Futurama. That's yeah, how they got him. He's uh, like Fash, Fash Zoidberg, yes. <laughs> they, got him, they got him mid-molt, so he was very soft. <laughs> yeah. It was tough, though, because he was very soft, so he could kind of slip away like through them, you know? Yes. He's very malleable, so. Yeah. I was like, about his monastery. But I remember about the monastery story, beyond being like, that it, thinking that it was excellent, which I still I still believe I stand by that. Is that I read like an explainer where they were like, "This seems ominous, we know, but like it's actually very easy to get a monastery in Italy. A lot of them were abandoned. Like if you're interested, like here are some places where you can get one for like a hundred thousand dollars, and it's like it's the whole compound. It has a castle keep. Like there's pickles there from when like Napoleon was alive, and it's all just like it's, so. It sounded very Bond villainy, but it was really more of just a guy that knows how to find deals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, thrifty. It's just like well, that yeah. explains the that explains the appeal to the the king of deals himself. Sounds like so. a new Patreon goal to me, honestly. Yeah, uh, even an incredible name. We too. will move into a castle. We will buy an Italian monastery. <laughs> We're gonna call it the Falcons Airy, and there you will like train the next generation of like Latvian fascist street agitators. <laughs> yeah, this is us in our in the living room. I guess it's not a living room if it's a castle, right? It's like a foyer. A, yeah. The, the gala room or something. It's Salon. wherever you hang the tapestries is the living yeah. room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine, like, anything we have ever done hanging out together that this music would make sense playing. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much ever, yeah. That, music that time is we like... went to Shake Shack. That's about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I'm just like, Doing it karaoke like a- at that upstairs Korean karaoke bar. Just that music playing in the background. Yeah, yeah doing that song as karaoke and then taking out a violin. <laughs> <laughs> going for it. Instrumental karaoke. Everyone just yeah. boos you immediately. Should we, uh, yeah, miss- should we do our numbers? Oh, yeah, let's, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. So keep an eye out for Annabelle, everyone. That's just, we want to make yeah. that clear. Yeah, that's that's not a joke. She's out. Keep an, keep an ear out for for skittling, for scuttering of any sort. <laughs> for tiny, as always, keep an ear out for tiny footsteps. Yeah. Always, yeah. Great you, universal advice. You always want to be aware of tiny footsteps, but especially now, because it could be Annabelle the Haunted Doll. Yeah. That's and these what unprecedented saying. times. Who you would you call in a situation? What is the responsible move if you, if you, sorry, I was going to say, is this like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> You call whatever the actor is who plays that part in the movie and just pretend that you don't understand that it's not real. It's probably Ethan Hawke. Like, probably. Right. Like, uh, Josh Hartnett, please. I need your help. It's like, uh, I need you to, it's like, I don't, what? I got paid? Okay. Yeah, I think he's a real werewolf from Penny Dreadful. Help me. <laughs> Penny Dreadful ref. Now it's definitely time to move on. Let's go. <laughs> Number five. Uh, number five, this story is uh, very wholesome, short and sweet, not a lot to it. Uh, Dennis Quaid, the actor, uh, recently donated uh, or 
uh, adopted uh, a pet. You did not donate a pet. That would be bad. Um, that's just <laughs> giving away an animal you yeah. own. Yeah, the story would be a lot donate funnier, a pet actually. To someone in need. <laughs> he adopted a cat, uh, and uh, he specifically adopted this cat because he saw it on the news uh, on the like weekly adopt a pet, you know, segment, and uh, its name was also Dennis Quaid. And uh, he's very cute, the cat, Dennis Quaid, and the actor. Uh, he's a big, chunky black cat. And uh, yeah, he is now owned by his namesake. Two are Dennis sh- Quaids, one house. Are we sure he didn't purchase the cat to kill it and take his twin out of the world to make sure that... It was an infringe on his trademark, so he did... This is actually I, quite a sad story. It's like a, it's like a Jet Li one situation. Yeah, you know, yeah. You get the, become a little bit more powerful, gain the cat powers. Yes. Gets I think it's a, it's a very nice story, but as soon as he introduces it to someone and he's like, I'm Dennis Quaid and this is my cat, also Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Psycho. Then, yeah, then it's strange and you have to reconsider how you feel about the whole thing. Yeah, it's uh, like it's like those that Mark Jacobs thing that's always online. The Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs by Mark Jacobs. Yeah. It's like Dennis Quaid by Dennis Quaid by Dennis Quaid, the cologne. <laughs> I, I like the idea that they just like every shelter now just thinks that celebrities oh are so Sorry, self-centered. Hannah. That's some background noise. That's I think whatever. I trust oh. Shelby on this one. Go ahead. It's like ASMR. It's I great. didn't hear. I didn't hear anything because uh, like, I was too busy blabbing. Let's um, hear it. No, I was gonna say I like the idea of like every shelter just like trying to like catch celebrities by like just like cha- like every pet that they need to get rid of they just make it a celebrity's name and it's like well you gotta because you know uh and it's like uh, nope just too too self-centered to not be interested in this yeah exactly yeah i feel like they aimed it just right too because i feel like if you went more f- if you went like lady gaga or something like she's not yeah she doesn't give a shit but like dennis quaid like famous enough to be uh, very into stuff being named after him, not famous enough to get things named after him. Yeah, yeah. and just happy to be back in the news for yeah. Some seriously, <laughs> I was gonna say, like, if you named a pit bull like Jamie Kennedy, he'd be like, "Oh well, yeah, <laughs> this is mine now." Yeah. I will say, Dennis Quaid does not seem like a cat guy at all to me. But no, but he's got like, like a twenty-two-year-old wife, so I think yeah. maybe she's a cat person. Oh, it's Dennis the Quaid like doesn't seem like a cat person, and also. Dennis Quaid does not seem like a cat's name. Like, that is a very intense name for a cat. I like a, I like a pet that has a normal person's name, though. Yeah. I like do the like idea that. Being like, Dennis yeah, this is, is my, good. Yeah, my dog, Kevin. Like, that's great to mm-hmm. me. There's a when comic I, Reed Failer that uh, had a cat named Mr. President, and that was always very good. Yeah, <laughs> Please, Mr. President, off the couch. <laughs> <laughs> my friend has a, a dog named Mr. President. Like, that was the name he came with, and uh, he looks... He looks like um, like Pinky from Pinky and the Brain, which is like a really good way for a dog named Mr. President. Oh to look. Yeah. yeah, just a mess. Just He's <laughs> one of those little. It's it's one of the, there's like a classification. It's a, for Chihuahuas, right? The little ones, and then there's like they'll specifically like it's those things where people take it very seriously. But what they say is so funny where they're like, "It's an apple-headed Chihuahua." It's like this Chihuahua has an apple head, and it's like a real <laughs> term for just like when a Chihuahua has one of those fat little heads. But they're like, "It's an apple head," and it's like it's really <laughs> the idea of it being like this is like, and I'm I want to make clear that I'm not being judgmental. This is a busted ass pug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this pug's all fucked up, um, <laughs> and it has papers proving as much. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. You specify that I didn't name it. Yeah. <laughs> There are definitely look. We we love all dogs, but there there are definitely a couple breeds where 
they've got like a little bit of a mad scientist feel to them where it's like you did a little bit create an animal that shouldn't exist yeah <laughs> they're just like they're like it's a pug but with four solid inches of matted curly hair and it's like that seems uncomfortable <laughs> like this really seems do you yeah. guys remember when we went when we went to meet the breeds and there was that like corgi eugenicist table do you yeah, guys boy. remember that? There's I wasn't a real, there for it. I was looking at a different dog. Yeah, there's do there's apparently a real political split in the corgi community where, like, yeah, some they're, they're not real corgi. You know, there's some weird. Yeah, and it's like, all right, they all look pretty nice and they have little fat butts and it's fun. So why don't we just relax? Yeah, I it was just like the, so intense because yeah. there were two corgi tables next to each other for the different types of corgi, and both of them had signs up like, "This is not a corgi." Corgis look like this. They're like clearly not associating with one another. And they both had guns, and it was very, it was very strange. May may I share with you guys a paragraph from an article on Rover.com about Chihuahua heads? Uh, (laughs) Go ahead. Major dog breed organizations like the American Kennel Club, where we saw meet the breeds, categorize the Chihuahua breed into two types: short coat and long coat. Unofficially, so this is unofficial characterization. Unofficially, however, Chihuahua fans break things down even further. There are two major subcategories, deer head chihuahuas and apple head chihuahuas. <laughs> that is such an improvised, non-official yeah. classification. I, I feel like I know what both of those mean, though. Yeah, like, they're accurate. I know those chihuahua heads. Uh-huh. Yeah, but definitely, as, both- as both sides of a binary, though, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just like, you know, like pears and wolves. Like, everybody knows what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, they've, it's, there's also, like, they have specific, uh, you know, like, um, features or whatever. And then some of them are clearly, like, a genetic problem where they're like, applehead chihuahuas, this is from this thing. Applehead chihuahuas often have a soft spot on their head, like a baby's fontanelle. It's like, that seems That's, really bad. Yeah, right. It seems really It's dangerous. not a trait. That's, like, a, an issue that you, it's a medical issue that you have. Yeah, yeah. It's like when people talk about French bulldogs and they're like, they make those little snorty sounds. It's like, yeah, it's because they can't breathe. It's because they're body is compressed they're, into like they're all little they're <laughs> yeah, little, ha- they're little Habsburgs. and we made them this yeah, yeah little Habsburgs is a great way to put it that is absolutely what they are mm. we did that to a majestic animal well we made it that i always like it during the the dog show broadcast where they talk about the personality attributes of the dogs the, the broadcasters do because they often yeah, describe yeah. french bulldogs are like this guy's a real clown and it's just like he's trotting <laughs> like fucking doing his best man like you don't need to like stunt on him first of all he doesn't understand but like why he's just on a pillow dry heaving like this guy's a real (laughs) jokester he's like (laughs) (laughs) give him a snossage jesus but yeah i put a i put a picture of dennis quaid the cat in uh in the chat he's uh dennis quaid the man in the chat (laughs) Computer, show me Dennis Quaid. Oh, <laughs> let me give it a Siri. Oh, hey Siri, Google image search Dennis Quaid. No, it's got to be Alexa. That's the one that always triggers from our podcast. Yeah, so. that's a good looking cat. Looks Alexa, like the- show me Dennis Quaid. <laughs> Alexa, Dennis Quaid, bikini photos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what were you saying, David? Sorry, I wanted to make sure. I was we say got it's, a, it's a handsome cat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he looks nice. And there's a there's a cat. There's a very like quirky cat with glasses and a bow tie pillow confirming that either Dennis Quaid or his 22 year old wife is a cat person or shops at Urban Outfitters for furniture one of those two things she's 27 (laughs) just just for the record I don't don't want to be seen as being unfair that's a big difference at that age I just hope I just hope I want I want there to be like an equalization in fame where like 
like 20 you know like 22 year old twitch streamers start getting married to legitimate like or like c to b list celebs so it's like you can see dennis quaid walking by in the back like in the back to go to the kitchen <laughs> while you know somebody's playing like fall guys just some 22 year old like phillips hue lights everywhere like green purple that would be that's that's my dream that's my only that would want make me watch a celebrity team. yeah <laughs> to like flatten the celebrity scene further so that like someone who like makes three hundred thousand dollars a year dressing up like sailor moon can be married to like brad garrett yeah <laughs> well that's like the weird thing is like it's sort of because i don't know if you remember it was actually really cool this sound god what a what a dark phrase <laughs> i'm excited to, it's, it's a cool really to hear cool what you're about commercial. to say you've heightened, you've heightened expectations a really <laughs> cool commercial like that's just what makes me sad oh. um but the nfl 100 year uh, anniversary um thing where they had like all the hall of famers from like ever and they had this big like thing with it but you know it was like everybody together and then but ninja was in it like Fortnite ninja and it was just like <laughs> i think you really that what in what was supposed to be like a look back on 100 years you could not have time stamped this more aggressively to like 2019 by putting ninja in it like it right. was just kind of one of those It'd be like prominently placing Gangnam style or something. And it's like, yeah, yeah we yeah. know like what two month period this is from. Like that's <laughs> the, you know, when this was made. That's like when you hear that at weddings, when like bridal parties came out to it or like the YouTube videos. It's like, okay, well, even without the, without the caption, I know when this is from. Cause like it's very unlikely. In 2017. That, yeah. <laughs> right, right. I would say, I, think- I wonder if that would help you remember your like wedding anniversary more. If you were like, oh, okay, well. We did the Gangnam Style dance down the aisle, so I've been married for 20 years or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. I I think, though, enough time has passed. I think definitely not in that way, but bring Gangnam Style back for about a a 1.30 a.m. play at a reception. I think that would go for sure wild. People go, go, they have a good time. People doing the little horsey dance. Going yeah, nice. they might not remember all of the choreography, but I feel like <laughs> at that part of a wedding, every there's like a part of your brain, like a gland that stores the horsey dance part of it, yeah. where you can just be like, oh, right, my body's doing this. Yeah, and it's also just <laughs> always great to have a dance where you sort of know what you're supposed to do. You know, just that, just that mental relief of being like, okay, somebody's going to tell me to slide to the left. I don't need to fucking freestyle here. I don't need to try to think of what doesn't look weird to everyone else. Yeah. I've yeah, always found songs, that very chilling songs, at sorry. weddings. Sorry, no, go ahead. <laughs> Four people is uh, intense for Zoom. I was just going to say wedding receptions love songs with rules. Like, definitely that having any kind of structure. A wedding reception desires structure. They're inherently fascist. They will go toward the strongest leader, I think. Yeah. This is what I was saying is, is actually chilling about watching those dances happen at weddings. Is that when you see people doing, like the electric slide like their faces are often just blank like they're slack it's almost as if they're asleep that there's like a part of their brain that is moving them around that like they don't like they can just switch off all the rest of it and they're just kind of like whatever shuffling until the song ends and then they wake up as if from a coma yeah it's you, they just check out it's like a it's like a mental break they're 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 astral projecting but while their body does the electric slide <laughs> while their body does the everybody clap your hands move was <laughs> <laughs> that no, I, 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 it's a good part of the wedding. And then there's the other part where uh, they do the hora, and then literally just, like, it's always fun to watch all the, every Jewish person in a room at a wedding, like, begrudgingly stand up because they're like, they're playing it for us. We didn't ask yeah. for it, but we got to get <laughs> out. I, 
Now I gotta pick my homeboy up, <laughs> move him around on a chair. Oh, be 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 a be a tall, like heavy, like dude and Nahora, because you're they're like you're gonna be. It's like you're the base of the pyramid. You're the anchor, yeah. bud. It's, yeah. Yeah, this is all you. Cool. Yeah, yeah, you better hope they're a critical mass of. You better hope you have a quorum to do yeah. the horror because otherwise there's like two guys trying to lift a dude on a chair I, 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 one of them's me and I'm like whatever yeah. happens to you man I love you and I'm so happy to be here and I'm so happy that you're so happy thank goodness I'm in perfect shape there he is you could do some fun gags with it though like right right before the pandemic which just sounds very scary I was at a bat mitzvah and they were doing the chair and I just like they were lifting everybody up, and I just pretended to sit down in the chair and be like, "Me, me," and then just watched everyone be like, "Really?" I would, like kind of like look at each other and be like, "None of us can lift you." And I was like, "I'm just kidding. I know Good I'm bit. big. I'll lift everybody else again." It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. Are we getting sounds? What's happening? What? What do you mean? I just keep hearing the beginning of the soundboard. I'm like, don't be shy, Shelby. Give us, that's, give us sounds. That's Annabelle. Well, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not Annabelle. hearing anything. I don't think oh, I'm man. It. Annabelle's yeah. in my computer. Fuck. Uh, tough. Cyber Annabelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's definitely... If, that, if those were 80s movies, that would definitely be like a late, yeah. an early 90s sequel. Yeah. Like Annabelle 7. <laughs> She gets uploaded to the net or whatever. Joe Baby has to fight her like inside of the information superhighway itself. (laughs) Yeah, like virtuosity. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Annabelle breaks the internet. That's (laughs) oh no! Just that horrible paper cover, but but yeah, with Annabelle head. (laughs) Yeah, Annabelle shooting champagne all over her ass. I'm so sorry to Shelby who will have to make that graphic now and yeah. put it on Twitter. She's disassembled though. It's As a guest, I do not have to tweet Annabelle got that wagon over that image. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had a great time with the What a Time pod folks discussing if Annabelle got that wagon. <laughs> and more. They call Primarily. they call her dump truck Annabelle. Uh <laughs> All right, we need. Let's do number four. Good luck to see, Dennis Quaid. Both Dennis Quaid's backing it up upstairs. I'm just, all right, <laughs> just just one, like just like a series of cameos in the WAP video, and one of them is just Annabelle in the room. <laughs> they open the door to a haunted attic, and it's just Annabelle. Annabelle. <laughs> she does like a shh, like gesture with her hand, but it's absolutely not sexy in any way. Uh, Shelby says, "Very top-notch wordplay from Shelby. She's dummy thick." Hey! <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> Buying a cameo from Annabelle. <laughs> uh, ooh, okay. Number four. All right. Number four is, uh, I'm pretty sure that we switched these, but I don't think we settled on it. So we're going to just lift the bill. Uh, They're both one. yours. So you just get to make I'm this decision just, on the fly. I'm going crazy. All right. This, this comes to us from the site Next Shark. Whatever that is, thanks. Um, sure. Good work on their... I'm trying to figure out... I guess everybody does, but their like, top tabs are news, culture, coronavirus. It's like, oh. is this what this site is? Uh, but this is a story um, uh, coming out, and this is about a, a hero, uh, a woman in China, who uh, risked her life to save her husband's Gundam collection during an intense flood. 
which first maybe of all, that's a question you should ask China. 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 <laughs> I love the part, the echo. Well, yeah, what yeah. is the echo? Jesus. <laughs> and first of all, nobody tweet at me. I understand that the plural of Gundams is gunpla. All right, I'm reading the fucking story <laughs> oh, no. the way it's written. So don't is that come real? at me. Yeah, it's it's me. Nobody would tweet at anyone but me. So I have to cover it. God, that's Get nonsense. Get him out of here. So uh, we have pictures of her, and it's just her and like, which also I don't know why they would own. She's in like a full on like Lazy River style tube, like a double, which I'm like that's got to be a great thing to own when you happen to be beset upon by an intense flood. Uh, and it's just her. You better and, hope like, it's already blown up too, because like otherwise, that's yeah. a very stressful situation. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the woman this is, whose name was not revealed, which I guess that's kind of them. She is also a fan of the anime and manga franchise, so she insisted on going back and saving her husband's collection. Her husband had already given up on saving his prized possessions because he didn't know how to swim, which is just heartbreaking. This woman's a hero. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this man is... I don't know what age you thought he was, but it's probably older than that. He's... (laughs) He's an adult man for sure. (laughs) I mean, it'd be weird if her husband was like 12. That would be strange. Yeah. So apparently, talk about an odd couple. The woman was a long distance swimmer. So I guess he can't swim and she is a professional. (laughs) So she long distance swam through a flood back to their apartment, grabbed all the boxes of Gundams and got on a, they call it, oh yeah, a rubber boat. And then this is very nice. Rescuers and their dog, Oreo, which is, that's why I say it's very nice, rushed to help pull the boat to safety. There is a picture of Oreo. He looks as you'd expect. He's very cute. He's like a little uh, Rottweiler with black and white. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, they got, and they've got, they've got the picture of the, the big trash bag full of Gundams. They're all still in the box. So value conserved, I suppose. Good job to this lady. Can I ask yeah. a question that our listeners are going to get upset about, probably? What, yeah. what is a Gundam? What is that? A what Gundam. does that mean? Uh, do you wanna, does the guests want to take this one? <laughs> Just like, it's like a... It's, uh, so I'm not an I, expert, uh, but it's like if you... It's like a Voltron, but it's like a, a different type of Voltron. It does, mm. It's not comprised of smaller uh, Voltron components. Yeah. It's just like a big battle robot. Yeah. Is that okay. right? It's a classic is, mech suit. And you so get it's in like, it, right? is Voltron yeah. like a Kleenex and a Gundam is like a tissue? Like, is a Voltron a no. type of Gundam? No, I, oh, I think no. that I'm actually wrong and Eli's being polite. So it's more of a... It's, <laughs> No, they're both big robots. They're both big fighting right. robots. Voltron's they're- deals that Voltron can combine to make a really well, an even bigger Voltron. I don't think Gundam's okay. A can Voltron do that. is like multiple pieces that become one guy. Yeah, right. But each piece is its own. Uh, is, is its also own its, own its own thing. Power Rangers, like, like Power Rangers, correct? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Gundams are Gundams are big mechs. They're just big humanoid battle mechs that have different weapons and stuff. And a lot so of like the a series, person's in it. Yeah. A person is inside. A Gundam okay. pilot, of course. Okay. Of course. Um, yeah, and then the, it, it, the old cartoons are funny because it tends to be um, divided by country. And you're not going to believe this, but uh, like 90s anime is like not particularly sensitive. So a lot of times they're like, we're calling in the Gundam from Mexico. And then a big robot with a sombrero pops out oh, of the sea. Oh, no. And you're like, oh, here they go. <laughs> it's, uh, there's actually um, like like friendly, friendly podcast friends, uh, Ballin' Out Super, they did a their bonus episodes for a while were were on G Gundam and it was 
That is not a thing I made up. There's a big robot that wears a poncho and a sombrero to defend Mexico. <laughs> I feel, well, I feel that's, like that's why I was embarrassed to ask because I did that podcast and we watched an episode of G Gundam and I talked about it for an hour and I, I don't know what a Gundam You're is. You're just like, what is this? <laughs> I did yeah. not know what I was talking about. We mostly were just like, it's weird that they're all from different countries and have racist accessories, right? Like, that yeah. was most of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. They're just like, Gundams are just like, uh, they're just the classic, like, mech battlesuit thing. And okay, then the only okay. one is, and then there's Neon Genesis, uh, either Evangelion or, I don't fucking deal with it. But, and that's like the same thing, but also I think it's very sad and meaningful. That one's like, mm. like, that one is like, what if we also had, like, r- story? Where Gundam was just like, what if robots fought for? Uh, and yeah. then it's the most successful. It's like so successful. They were right. People want to see robots fight. Big swords. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, come it's on. Like, it's like the PlayStation game <laughs> Zeno Is that Eli reacting to me. the cream cheese hot dog? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was Eli's just completely organic, unprompted Knee-jerk response reaction. to <laughs> DC Pearson saying he ate a hot dog with cream cheese on it. Yeah. Oh, come on. <laughs> and he was like a guest. It was like one of the first things he said, and now it's like just like fuck off. <laughs> and Did he provide me any context for it? Was it like I'm sorry, I'm late. I just ate a hot dog with cream cheese on that's it, or a, like how? That's a very compelling reason to be late. He, I would he, understand. Told, yeah. he told us. He told. He told us what the, what a Seattle style hot dog yeah. was, and it's it's cream cheese and like what caramelized onions or something. Well, he like was that. like, "Have you ever had a Seattle style hot dog?" And then Oh Come On was queued up, and then he was like, right. "It's got cream cheese on it," and I was like. And then, and then he was like, "Yeah, we made it for my uh, show because that's uh, a fun memory for me and my girlfriend, now wife. Uh, that was one of our first uh, trips together. We had, we, and it's like, oh, that's a very nice story. Anyway, sounds gross. Uh, oh, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> maybe they, maybe come that's on, come on, man, come on, man. <laughs> Is that just Biden's? Come on, man. Yep. Come on, man. Biden's. Get a life. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man." Get uh, a life. It's so that's great. like four distinct Biden come on Bidens, mans yeah. in there. A lot of Biden's in there. But uh, it, it yeah. sounds like he's practicing the line reading. I don't come know what on, that was. Man. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> Annabelle is officially <laughs> everyone Annabelle's producer the Annabelle board. the haunted. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> close the app. Once you close the app, Annabelle can't get to another app. It's because of the way yeah. iOS is structured. It's safer that way. Yeah. <laughs> You have to access, if you're going to look up Annabelle stuff, you got to use Tor browser. You have to use a yeah, VPN. If, if, if Annabelle gets into your Android phone, she can wreak havoc on everything. Uh, but the way <laughs> iOS is, it just shuts everything, you know. <laughs> got to change your privacy settings. <laughs> Annabelle is requesting access to your camera and microphone. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, you have an ancient evil that can't defeat two-factor authentication. It's really yeah. reassuring, actually. Well, Annabelle can't tell which pictures are of bicycles, so she can't log in. <laughs> Captures are for Annabelle, actually. I love when those are like, is like, select the pictures of trucks, and it's like, okay, this looks kind of like a van. I don't know. Like, I mean, how how detailed are we getting here? Yeah. You know, I like when they're just like pictures of mountains, and then I'm like, every picture sort of has a mountain in it, if you can see the, the horizon. And then I just like get into this weird. Have you ever failed one? I've failed them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I definitely oh, yeah. So them, and it is a hundred percent for that reason because I was like, well, that's part of a sign, but I don't know what it says. Is that a stop sign? Could be any kind of red. Could be a yield sign. Yeah. It's really a very badly framed photo. I, I don't right. want to fail this little test. S- <laughs> yeah. When <laughs> you like, say to select the traffic lights, do you mean the physical lights or do you mean the yellow thing the lights are in? Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah. I'd also like to. Th- this is unrelated, but. 
Uh, all the, the, the stuff, I like got a VPN on my phone and it rules because Instagram has no idea what to sell me anymore and it's so nice to just have them pure guessing. They asked me That's to register to- That's how Patty lives his life. Patty? Through VPNs? Yeah, Patty's like super, aren't you like incognito windows all the time? Like no He's OPSEC info? privacy. Uh, less so now because I started using the Brave browser on my new computer, so that like that clears everything once I once I get out of it, you know, mm-hmm. once I close the app or whatever. But generally, yes. Yeah. Um, That's what I've been using my phone on. Your phone has a VPN with it, and then like, yeah, Instagram's like yesterday. It was like, have you registered to vote in Florida? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I guess why it's just I, like, why would I do that? Yeah, would you want to? That's fraud. Please commit voter fraud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's yeah. I mean, I don't. You know, just my thing is, I'm not doing anything bad. I just, I have a thing about <laughs> cruft. You know, I don't, I don't want to have a bunch cruft? of extra. I don't want autocomplete filling this is in the one. just criminal activity. That's right. The, the <laughs> one time I searched for like, you know, uh, the movie, like a guy from a movie or something. I don't need that filling in every time I try to type. That's my, I just have a weird thing about it. So no, sorry. No, I, I get that for sure. Yeah. Like, you don't to need to a, go to faceboon.com every time you type an F into Faceboon. your address because <laughs> yeah. you spelled it wrong one time three years ago. Exactly. Yeah. You gotta go, yeah. Um, mm, well, yeah. this just, it's, it's like they haven't even updated it. It's just a phishing site that has original Facebook that's like, Put in your high school email address or whatever. They're like, what college do you go to? And I'm just like, I don't know. Take all my information. Yeah. Do I think it. I did a good job of just breaking back in to let everyone know how normal I am. I think that went off pretty well. What do you guys think? Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not doing yeah. anything bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't, can't emphasize this, this enough. I just, I just want, you know, it's very normal stuff I'm doing on there. Yeah. Um, I'm not doing anything bad, but if I was, you'd never know. Yeah. This yeah. is not normal. Do you think this is normal? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of normal, uh, this didn't even segue. I'm just getting back to it. Uh, congratulations to this woman and her dog Oreo, most importantly, for saving yeah. this. Which, and that's the, the one thing about it is this is probably a pretty expensive. This is probably not an insignificant amount of money that they they saved. I really hope her husband appreciates her because she sounds like she's a real like. This is a ride or die woman. I would yeah. not. I would not go long distance swimming for my partner's Gundams. Yeah, yeah. absolutely I'm, not. I'm looking at the the Gundam Reddit here because I just googled Gundam wife to try to find the story to see. And, and uh, somebody <laughs> posted there. And there'll be no record of that search, of course. <laughs> Gundam <laughs> wife <laughs> after this. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the like the t- the post on it is just it's a picture of uh, uh, Peter Stormare from John Wick Two at the beginning in, in the chair, and it says that. Uh, the, the meme is like she, he's a man of focus commitment and sheer fucking will we're talking about john wick but instead of that it says she is a woman of focus commitment and sheer fucking will That's and so good. john wick asked i thought it was gonna be like old it's gonna be the goddamn lord of the rings meme with whatever his name is where it's like one does not simply build a gundam <laughs> and it's like oh, simply swim through a flash flood to rescue a <laughs> voluminous gundam collection classic sean bean line reading there yeah. my imitation was so good that i got upset listening to it yeah. as i was doing it yeah <laughs> that was that was tight thanks yeah i liked it so yeah everyone uh, get everyone jump on the gundam subreddit and let them know that we're talking about <laughs> they're gonna get so mad at this, this episode <laughs> i do recommend i'm gonna get death threats for not knowing what a gundam is yeah, yeah. The gundam. they're just gonna post they're just gonna post a picture of your building yeah. like that's like the, the you're getting your <laughs> we, we, we got to uh we, we should move on but i will one last reddit recommendation the subreddit r slash hobby drama is fucking <gasps> fantastic <gasps> it's just <gasps> people so explaining good. like huge 
huge like scandals within small hobby communities and it rules oh that sounds good, to me. good it's amazing it's like an archive of like every time uh, a fan fiction writer was pretending to uh die of cancer on the internet like it's oh, so wow. good yeah. it's just but it's bananas do you it's, have a, do you have a favorite post eli because i also read hobby drama uh, I'm, I'm a big fan there was one that was like about um uh people who draw gorilla it was from the gorilla's fan community and it was about mm-hmm. someone who draws fan art it was like a feud between artists that draw the band not the art. animal yeah i was band. gonna ask yeah the, the band the ba- all right and then it was like there was one person that kept drawing their own original character that like that would be them if they were in gorillas <laughs> and like they were over sexualizing it and then they got in trouble because they like made it have sex with murdoch but murdoch's an, an adult <laughs> And they're not. <laughs> so they got called a pedophile. And it went crazy. But also the person writing it was clearly extremely biased and hated the person. And then so the comments were just like, hey, thanks for writing this. You seem really close to this and should maybe like chill out. And then the person just getting madder and madder in the comments. So that oh, was that sounds um, excellent. I'll have to read that one. Yeah, check it out. There's a lot. There's a lot of good stuff on there. The best, it's maybe not on hobby drama, but if you have time to really do a deep dive on something, I would love to see an oral history of this at some point just by somebody. It, one of the greatest wiki explosions was somebody who is a moderator on a bunch of Silent Hill, the Silent Hill games, wikis, who would not stop editing them to say that all the Silent Hill games are about circumcision. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, not as a joke. Like, he was like, these are about male circumcision, like, how circumcision is bad. And everyone was like, they're super not. And they had to revoke. But he was like head mod. So they like tried to revoke his admin privileges. But then he, before they did, he revoked everyone else's admin privileges or something. <laughs> and like took over the site. And so it was just like, for a while, all of the Silent Hill wiki was like, this is Pyramid Head. He is a, a circumcised penis. <laughs> like, anyways, we're, we can't go too deep into hobby drama. I was like, one quick thing. And then just spoke about something that is an absolute hole. To, to I think through. that I think the Silent Hill wiki that's all about circumcision is still up. I believe because I like archives I, for sure. <laughs> it's it's great reading. It's really good. Yeah, highly recommend. Yeah, and then it, obviously the people are like, "Hey, man, seems like maybe you have something with circumcision going on," <laughs> and the guy <laughs> predictably loses his fucking mind. <laughs> Very good. Like, are, like in the sense of being like, are you questioning my dedication to Silent Hill and the Silent Hill fan community? Is that like how you would respond to that with Umbridge? Sort of that, and sort of like, if you can't see this, you're stupid. Oh, all like, right, that's, that's sort also of like solid. Just true, true, very good stuff. Oh, but check those things out. We should, we should <laughs> jump ahead. We're losing time to the to the holes, the tangents, the important ones, though. Losing time to the holes. Number three. <laughs> Uh, am I number three? I'm number three, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, this story is from, uh, Poland and, um, it's on a website called ancientorigins.net, which (laughs) just already has an air of like, you can trust this website. Factual information comes from (laughs) ancient-origins.net. Definitely. (laughs) That's where I get all my phrenology news. Uh, <laughs> the democratization of news has not been a problem at all. It's actually great. <laughs> yeah. 
The first uh, ad on this website is for a book about dousing. So it's definitely (laughs) extremely trustworthy. Um, Yeah, good stuff. But... I, this this was corroborated in other places as well because it it did happen at least I don't know if ancient origins editorializing uh, can be trusted but basically uh, in eastern Poland uh, in this lake called Lednica Lake um, archaeologists pulled out a, a extremely well preserved sword and found out it was over a thousand years old and if anything what a time to be alive is uh, always keeping up with the swords pulled out of lakes beat so um and now that person is the king of poland (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. um very exciting they so apparently like they have been pulling medieval shit out of this lake for a really long time but this is like the best thing that they found because they found like a bunch of axe heads and like crossbow bolts and all this stuff rocks a lot of rocks a lot of um sludge Mm. Yes, yes. Um, it's, not, it's not everything is old. There are a lot of uh, sprite <laughs> bottles. <laughs> yeah. there. There's still carbon tested, and they're like, mm, it's a, re- it's a yeah. recent sprite bottle. Well, it's like 2018. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to get anyone We'd never know. Maybe but, there is medieval sprite, that's and what I'm saying, if that's you don't carbon test it all. Yeah. We put out this <laughs> statement. We don't want to overstate. We don't want to get everyone excited, but we think we may have found evidence that sprite existed in the Middle Ages. <laughs> we may have to come back and be like, it was a regular sprite bottle, and we apologize. <laughs> Okay. Doctors have pinned down the uh, the age of this Mountain Dew cold code red can is somewhere between the 13th century and 2019. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> carbon dating is not an exact science. It gives us more of a range. Um, it's so more of an art. A, more of an craft. empty bottle of Surge, which is something that we've never heard of. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we winched a Fruitopia machine out of this lake. <laughs> <laughs> We think it may have been used by King Arthur himself. (laughs) I have such a vivid picture in my mind of a crane hauling up a sludgy Fruitopia machine from the bottom of a lake. Like a diver surfacing and giving a hurried thumbs up. (laughs) They've got something. We're the entire town just standing at the bank of the lake, just like, oh, wow, all right, yeah. yeah. We're, like, approaching um, the level of where I'm so embarrassed about my complete lack of, like, history knowledge that I feel like if I was, like, at a bar or something and somebody point blank was just like, was King Arthur a real person? I would just leave. I'd just be like, uh, there you go. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe? So this sword is, like, it's it's apparently extremely fancy. I mean, it just looks like it's made out of mud because it's been in the in the lake for a thousand years. But it's like apparently like all jewel encrusted and stuff, and there's like engravings on nice. it and everything, which is like pretty rad. But also makes me think like whoever dropped this sword at the bottom of this lake was probably very upset. Like that yeah. sucks because this is like this is a big ticket item. This isn't no crossbow bolt. See, my theory you know? was this is like a hit got put on somebody and they threw the sword in the lake like you would have gone into the East River. Yeah, that's, you know? that <laughs> makes more sense to me. It's it's, it's a very recognizable sword. So. That's true. You know. I mean, did they have people checking the like angle of incision and whatever, like you, you don't need, crime scenes in the Middle Ages? You don't need serial <laughs> numbers like, on a sword. You're just like, it was the big one with the ruby. It looks like yeah. a wolf. Was the guy the filing yeah. all the rubies off so it's not uh, recognizable <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah, the gems out, <laughs> taking it to the black, taking it to the the back alley blacksmith to get the uh, to get all the jewels filed down and uh, 
Like, I love the idea of like, where'd you get the sword? It's like from the guy who makes swords. Like, there's not any other. There's no like. There's no anonymous <laughs> way to obtain. It's like no. There's one blacksmith we got from him. Just, just from him. It took him, it took him like a month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all he worked on for a month. So that's, he, <laughs> I, he remembers. I, I cleaved a duke in twain with it, and then I threw it in a lake. <laughs> you got me. I'm sorry. I know you had originally investigated this crime and said it was suspected a dragon-related death, but it's been weighing on me very heavily. Yeah. You thought... Uh, I, you guys might be right about all of this, because apparently the site that they were excavating was, like, right under where uh, a bridge was. Like, it's this, like, amazing engineering <laughs> yeah. marvel yeah. that they made this bridge. So oh, I feel died. like somebody just... Went to the middle of the bridge and dropped it off after no. committing a murder. Or they, they or they, they had a fucking great duel on a bridge. And <laughs> if you're at a duel at a bridge and the guy, it's bad enough to get your sword knocked out of your hand dramatically during a sword fight. Because that's already pretty bad for you. But if you do yeah. that and then it just falls in the lake, you're just like, cleave they me doing in the twain, thing, I They suppose. were doing the thing right. where they like, they like spin in a circle like, like, like the swords. Are, and then the one guy just his flies out of his hand and it's like, <laughs> ah, shit. It's, it's over the yeah. okay, Imagine well. a knight figuring out that he can just spin in a circle and thinks it's the <laughs> ultimate technique because no one can ever get close to him. <laughs> we can't get in sword. there. He's going too fast. We can't. In the, in the hundred pound armor that they had to wear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like slowly boring yourself into the ground. It's like a second level of defense. Yeah. It's like yeah. dreaded, so heavy. The dreaded spinning thrill. top of Gwindamir. <laughs> I'm just I'm just picturing like a like a a Cadillac pulling up on this bridge and just a guy getting out with like a rag and rubbing the handle of the sword to get rid of the prince and then just dumping the whole <laughs> thing in the bridge and driving away. Yeah. That's that's the image that I have. Whatever the equivalent of a Cadillac was for uh, a thousand years ago, Poland. Yeah, so. you don't even know like what tenth century Poland was like. That could be a throwaway sword. Like that's just one you use to like do a hit. But then like your actual sword that you keep and you carry with you yeah. everywhere whenever you go to get gruel or uh, or a sack of yeah. some weird meat. <laughs> that like that one's got way more mm -hmm. flair on it. Maybe it was like a yeah. team building exercise for the group of knights that you know they were like they were doing a scavenger hunt and one of it was to find the bejeweled sword in the lake and then. They all drowned. Yeah, actually, it's very at sad. At night, summer camp, they had a they had a scavenger hunt. Yeah, they they went diving for it in the hundred pound armor. Yeah. And so the sword was never recovered. <laughs> Dude, if I was in armor, I would stay the fuck away from lakes and bridges because <laughs> that's like just God. You're, yeah, you're gonna, done. Yeah, that's. I know you guys are comedy professionals, but it's incredible that no one has made even the faintest Polish joke. At this point, I, uh, look, in that we've got armor, we've got drowning, we've got expensive <laughs> things at the bottom of a yeah. body of water, and everybody's just like, "Nah, that's, I don't need to." They do all, that. they all, they all, look. They all flashed through my head very rapidly. Yeah, I know. Yeah. In so, like, particular, one relating to a submarine what was uh -huh. the uh, was the obvious. Right. You know, yeah. We're talking about a body of water. A night walking around at the bottom of a lake as a Polish submarine. Is that what it was? Something like that. <laughs> no, it's 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 a, it's a more. Uh, it's not really as related to the, but it's just a classic, uh, inv classic Polish invention uh, yeah. that, that relates to a submarine. Mm. Uh yes. Oh, the door—it's—it's it's got a very improper door for a yeah, submarine. Correct. Yes, that's doesn't correct. work underwater. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's the gag. I don't mean yeah. to again to joke explain. Yeah, yeah. it's one of those things where it's like, oh, the stereotype is that the entire country is dumb, and it's like, well, that's funny until you're like, why did they? Th oh, right, because probably because the okay. Well, you know what? This isn't as okay. I'm going to back <laughs> yeah. it off here. It's not really as good natured yeah. as I thought to yeah. say an entire country full of people well, is gentle is dumb. ribbing. 
Yeah, it's like the same way that you might say an Italian guy likes to eat tomatoes. Right. Your whole country is full of dumbasses. You can't read. You try to build something, it kills you because you did it wrong. This one seems. This one seems a little more harsh than. Uh, than yeah. Okay. Yeah. Seems mad. Yeah. Oh well. Good luck to this sword. You know. <laughs> Hope it finds a new owner. Yeah, yeah we have a Patreon goal. I'd like to. We buy just it. watched. We just watched a a, a Netflix uh, show, uh, like a, a classic passing the time show, as as we need, as everyone needs to find these days, um, called Cursed, and it's like a reimagining yeah. of the Lady in the Lake, you know, but as like a she's the um she plays like I forget her name, I think it's Langford, Catherine Langford maybe, but she was like the the boarding school daughter, uh, granddaughter in uh, Knives Out, yeah, but she's yeah. um she plays Nimue. She, Nimue, right? So she's the one who gives the sword to Arthur. But it's like somebody, like at the at Netflix or whoever, like gave like a ton of notes to make make it more like Game of Thrones. You need like four different people vying for different things, and it's just like very confusing. But we finally finished it, and it was like, okay, that was okay. Let's you know, let's let's yeah, keep it going. Yeah, we. Um, that's just my yeah. Very quickly, I want to see if you agree with something, but then we definitely have to move on because we're going crazy long. But okay, yeah. that was the show I was talking about. She has no idea how to run. And they keep having scenes of her fleeing, and she cannot run for their life of her. I had she not looks like she's this, walking. I, in, I think on Twitter I said every time she tries to run, it looks like someone who's walking into like a brook barefoot that has like sharp rocks in it. Yeah. And then they clearly yeah. got a double sometimes because, but her flee, fully fleeing for her life is her like, like kind of just like stumbling down a hill. <laughs> it's, God, it's can you so imagine? Can you imagine how humiliating it would be to? Be the lead on a show and like a week into filming they're like we have to get a double to run i'm yeah. sorry like you tried <laughs> just like because that's not like a correctable problem that's like right. you specifically just suck at running yeah. and look stupid and it's like dis- it's you look stupid to the point that it is distracting like that yeah, is you're a- gonna take people out of the story, which is again <laughs> yeah. about like it's an updating of an ancient legend that we're making as quickly as we can. <laughs> yeah, like, but it's still too much no, for that. It truly yeah. did because there's a scene where her like village gets raised and she's running, and she's supposed to be you know like if they catch her they'll kill her and there are people chasing her and they are clearly like going half speed because they're like well I can't. <laughs> catch up with her on camera so i guess i'm just gonna kind of <laughs> do a canter like it's so distracting yeah it's but. it's yeah it's it reminds me of uh like a, a fun detail from um uh hail caesar which we also watched a lot i'm just talking about things i watched last night that's what that's what this show is now that's what life is now that's um, like the scope of human experience it's yeah. like what but tv w- show did you put on while you fell when, asleep last night when they when they try to hire the cowboy guy to be in like the comedy of manners like you know when he's like sitting at the cocktail party he yeah, like walks across the room and he's walking like a cowboy like he, he he it seems like he's unable to physically walk while acting like a normal person <laughs> so he basically is like the cowpoke with like the bow legs like walking from being on a horse i don't know it's very similar to that like she can't run uh, as like a middle age, you know what i mean like a middle ages like panicked elf person or whatever she's supposed to be uh like i said the show's a little confusing it's fine it passes the time that's what i have to say about it yeah um it's probably better than know, the witcher so. but we're like uh, on we're on track for like maybe our longest episode yet. No, we're not. I, I, no, I think no. we're doing okay. We oh, have two wrong? left, and it's an hour. We yeah. have two left. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, come on. on. Back off. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. All right. Is there just like a is there just like an echo filter on every sound oh, from the soundboard? 
Okay. Shelby Let's, does not take kindly to being interrogated. This is the podcast version of stop hitting yourself or just using my own voice. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's let's go to the next. Why thing. is this always so hard? Yeah. yeah. There it is. Number two. All right. So number two uh, is uh, a classic, just mysterious item story. So we got two of those in a row, I guess. Uh, but this one is even more mysterious. Um, this one comes to us from. Um, I'm the only one who's crediting anyone, and it's it feels like I was led into this like a trap to have to say this. Uh, the Marquis de Bussy. Um, Yay! <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in, in, I guess, Meredith, New York, um, there's just, uh, all of a sudden, in, in a rural field, um, there's just a safe there with a note on it that says, anybody who can open this uh, can have what's inside. And that's just a thing that appeared <laughs> in, it's in the middle Giamatti. of the field. It's, it's like Paul that Chris Giamatti Gethard inside the safe. He's inside yeah. the safe. Have you ever seen that? Isn't that the Chris Gethard bit? Have you ever seen that? It's I, like I his show. It's an episode of his show, and Jason Manzukis is the guest. And the whole point of the show is people call in and guess what's inside this dumpster that's on the set. And at the end, it's Paul Giamatti, and like <laughs> someone guesses it. It's crazy. Oh, wow. Anyway, great reference well, that no one got. It's fine. I. I I feel like I've been exposed as a not a, not a good enough comedy person to not know that. Yeah, there's so, uh, <laughs> like I don't the know the jokes on the jokes on me for that one. I think it's a classic Jamadi um, dumpster gambit that yeah. went yeah. right over everybody's head. It made yeah. a huge cultural impression. Everyone knows about it. How yeah, that's why you see the T-shirts with the uh, yeah with Paul Giamatti sticking his head out of a dumpster. <laughs> I saw, I saw Paul Giamatti on the street in the East Village uh, uh, on a. Well, I was on my way into the theater to see Toy Story 3, and he was waiting to get a cab. That's my Paul Giamatti New York story. That's that's all nice. I got. Um, only in New York, baby! Only yeah. in New York. Paul Giamatti, Paul Giamatti. who has specifically dealt with the lady in the lake before. That's, that's true. Translated yeah, that's true. Really <laughs> the lady in the motel pool. Mm-hmm. That was a, a different reimagining of the legend so that it was about how critics are too mean to director M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and his, I never saw that movie. Understanding, why would I? Yeah. Uh, but I finally I, found out. Like I was, I was doing a, sh- uh, a, a like quiz show thing, and one of the answers was like "Lady in the Water," uh, and I was like, "Isn't that show about like it's like him in a motel pool and there's a lady in there?" And I was, they were like, "Yeah," and I was like, "That sounds like he wrote it while he was sitting in a motel pool." And then they were like, "Well, you know that the main character is also like an underappreciated writer," and I was like, "Holy shit, that is." extremely dialed in like extremely phoned yeah. in <laughs> yeah wild. Shyamalan does not leave any of that shit yeah. on the table I mean, to any cr- chance that he gets to, to underline his, to his credit he, he's a he's a not the main character of the movie that's Paul Giamatti who's like the super of the hotel or whatever but but um the main character uh, is New York uh, City M. Night <laughs> it does play a supporting character who is the writer who is going to write the text that saves the world or something like that. So he, <laughs> he, he makes himself very important, but not as the main guy, you know, so yeah. he's a little bit of restraint. I'll, guess, uh, which is I'll good. make sure to continue to miss it. That movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's not. Look, I'm not I'm not going to pretend that it's not uh, uh, bad. Um, I saw yeah. So it hey. was good. I'm just going to miss me. I'm not going to go was back good. for Lady in the Water. It was good. Um, Tell me about the safe. So the safe is just there. And uh uh, nobody knows where it came from. Um, local residents and authorities tried to crack the safe open, safe open, but no luck so far. So I don't know about that because my understanding, based on television and film, is that there's just you can just always a safe guy you can find yeah. who just knows yeah. how to get into any you just safe. Just need a stethoscope. That's it. Or like 
I mean, is it something that's like going to get destroyed if you if you saw through? Like, why not just drill a, like cut a big hole in it or something, right? I There's mean, glass panels that I, I right, watched a lot of lock picking videos uh, just in my downtime. <laughs> it's been a long quarantine, right? That's something it's, you should use incognito for. That's don't have that safe lock. cracking like, videos. <laughs> you watch a lot of how to pick locks videos. It's like the Italian job. Yeah, but they're just for fun here. locks. It's I'm not googling like how to pick a bedroom lock or something. It's like <laughs> yeah. it's fine. It's just at Linda's house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can be pick yeah, ex-wife like, lock. Yeah, I feel like the idea of like a a lock picking community is like this is just fun. It's like yeah, maybe don't get too dialed in on how to break into any home just as a hobbyist thing. Yeah. That doesn't really seem. Can we not yeah. do that? That's yeah. Look, it's um, for like the YouTube Alexa, algorithm Google staring them towards. Picking. <laughs> um, Google lock picking and White House contractors locks like just right. like, really get your really get somebody in on your just kicking in your door. As you I understand, bad enough search like the Alexa itself will apprehend you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it performs a citizen's arrest on you. Yeah, one fun thing that I learned that's a fun fact about like an old shackle lock, you know, like the classic shackle locks. Um, like the what are, I don't know what they're supposed to call it, but like what's a, a shackle like a, lock, like a, like a, like a gym locker lock. Yeah, yeah, those, with the, with a the combination thing that go, lock. Yeah, but, or yeah. no, with the key. But like you know what I mean. Yeah, like the, okay, like yeah, you yeah. put on a gym locker, like a um, lock that you break in a video game to yeah, like get into yeah. it, like that. Yeah, I'm embarrassed because shackle lock, I believe, is the cr- the correct terminology, which I clearly have retained. <laughs> um, so you know, those always have on the on the curve part, they have that thing stamped on. It's like hard and steel, you know, to convince you it's good, like. I was watching a thing and the guy was just like, yeah, they do do that. Those parts are hardened steel, but most places don't harden any of the other parts of the lock and then just cut straight through the other part and it just completely <laughs> falls to shit. <laughs> it was like, oh, cool. All right, good to know. I don't trust these at all anymore. <laughs> yeah, great. And then, yeah, Love the combination to- locks are like, you can just hit it in the right place and they break. It's like, oh, no. It's one of those things where you just kind of realize locks are... It's like everyone says, but locks are like a deterrent because they... A lot of them don't work that well, like door locks yeah. and stuff. But yeah, it's a yeah. It's like I don't need to know about. I don't need to see through this particular matrix uh, to understand that this is none of this is real or helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I, uh, I I think the, the I think everyone should the most anyone should be able to know about lock picking is that it involves two little like metal paperclip looking things and you put them in the hole and just kind of move them around until the lock opens that's the best yeah. anyone well, should be able it to involves do. a rake and a torsion key and uh you just get our wow. our, our podcast like limited <laughs> just yeah. taken down this would be a good subject for eli corner i can fully explain how to pick locks do we want me to do <laughs> that's the patreon no, i Patreon, yeah. yeah. The, I, like Pat, Patty said, I feel like this should not be public knowledge. Like, don't just forbidden knowledge. This, you shouldn't yeah. be allowed to know this. That's on the internet. I mean, you should you should definitely like, try to use this knowledge to pick the lock on the safe and get whatever's inside. Yeah, sure. I, mean, I would is, be more comfortable with safe cracking being widely understood than with like yes the locks that somebody puts on their bike being like someone just being like, oh, those are a yeah. lie. Like those, they yeah. don't even really need to. Like, if you yell at them, most of the time they just fall apart. Like that, <laughs> to me, is more upsetting, and I don't like knowing it. But if it's the sort of thing where, like, no safe in America is, uh, you know, yeah, secure, like, sure, yeah. If, if you have a safe, all your shit's probably not in the safe. You're you're gonna be okay if the safe gets if the safe gets cracked. I right. Like. If you have enough resources to put a bunch of it in a safe, like you're gonna be fine. You can, you can. Like you're, 
live with somebody fast fiving it and uh, right. driving it down a, a highway and like, exploding it. Like your entire fortune is probably not bearer bonds. You know what I mean? Like, like you know, you're <laughs> it's not, not in you're Krugerans. Not, you're not in a situation like, where if they get it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but so yeah, so this safe. Um, you know, it's it's in the field. Uh, it says it has a note. You can anyone who can crack, and it's weird because the note is just. I, I don't have a. I don't have a. Um, uh, actually, okay, I, I can. I can give you a screenshot of this. Um, it's got the play because it's a video. There's no like, uh, but it it's like a very crudely taped note to it with like duct tape, and it's a note inside a Ziploc bag. So I guess they're worried about weather. Um, it's in which field. is you know just yeah. just. Yeah, yeah savvy. Don't have a um, laminator, I guess. So someone really thought this thing uh, thought this thing through here, but um, it's on like looks like a sort of like a little legal notepad with like you know wide um, wide lines. But let me just uh, I'll put it in well, the chat here so you can see it. Someone, but it says if you can open, you can have what's inside, and it's like it's not the most professional looking penmanship. Mm. Uh, that I've ever seen. We'll put it. Oh that yeah, that's way. a child. This is. <laughs> it's a mixture of capitals and like a lowercase e. It's that kind of writing where yeah. it's like, okay, well, Annabelle is in this safe. Yeah. Like no <laughs> yeah, question. Right. <laughs> or a similarly haunted item based right, on that's this the note. Thing. You got you got to worry about you know like the the tone of this. If you can open, you can have what's yeah. inside. Like that could be bad. Mr. That could Police, be like reading. If you, you can know. open, you can have what's inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like it's not like the scary like childlike letters of a, a diseased mind. Like that's just like somebody you know whatever like writing it down. But like maybe they're in a car that's moving or something. Yeah. Like the handwriting is not unsettling. It's just not yeah. uh, like especially precise. And also, like it takes a lot of work. I assume this safe is pretty heavy. Like to yeah. get it there. This is this is not like just like eh, what the hell? It's uh, you know it's like no, we got to like get it into the truck and then get get it out of the truck. Yeah, to me it feels it a lot. Sound, isn't it? I thought it looks like they dropped it at a fucking plane or something. Not a plane. To I me, guess. it feels a lot like when you're moving and you have a bunch of stuff you don't want to take with you, so you just put it on the sidewalk with like free, no bed bugs, and then it's yeah. it's gone in like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's this. Somebody was moving and they were like, "I don't want to bring this safe to the new place. It's way too heavy." So they yeah, just left do we it. Have People to, are gonna tweet on. about me about the flies again. God, <laughs> <laughs> fucking thousands of flies. Yeah, maybe that's what's in there. I don't know. I feel like people, the people fucked it up because now, since they like kind of, I don't know if you like snitch on a safe, but like once it's news like this, the person who's going to open it is going to be like they're going to set up a perimeter, dude, and then no one's going to get it except maybe the police. The bomb robot yeah. gets to keep whatever's yeah. in there. The robot keeps. The robot gets <laughs> cursed. <laughs> it's a civil civil asset forfeiture thing. Yeah. <laughs> The yes. robot has to bring home the haunted doll within. Here's a question. <laughs> Do you guys think that uh, bomb robots get uh, can retire and get a cop pension and Ooh. just tootle around a little house in Miami diffusing margaritas or whatever they want to do? <laughs> <laughs> the idea of them being in one of the golf cart parades in the villages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just like of its own power, like Yeah. No, they, what they do is they get like sixty grand a year to uh be there just in case there are any bomb issues at a local college. That's the kind of job they get. They work yeah. in security at a college. Yeah. In they have any- a calendar behind them at their office with all these like very pornographic shots of other robots like in their <laughs> security <laughs> office. Makes everyone uncomfortable when they come in. Yeah. Yeah. So this this guy with the safe, the guy who found the safe, he said nobody could crack it. It looks like they like 
they broke the front off with like the combination like that's just like gone so this was not a very successful somebody probably just hit that a few times and it fell off yeah that's when you call the local authorities and they're like we, we got an ace up our sleeve on this one yeah <laughs> and then like okay. just some guy named jeff kicks it five times and you'll stop <laughs> resisting or whatever yeah stop thank you that's oh, like <laughs> yeah I, I forget whose bit it was was so good that it was like I, as far as i could tell uh Locksmiths. I thought locksmiths were like people who know how to pick locks. Locksmiths mostly seem like a guy with a drill that will just come break <laughs> your door if you need it. <laughs> yeah, that sort of for thing. a lot of money. Yeah, uh, but so, so the guy who found it, his the, he has a has another plan because nobody can get it open so far. He wants to hide it, saying it's more fun to leave it locked. My personal feeling is leave it as a mystery. If you open it, the show is over. Which is that's deranged to me. You got to open yeah. the safe. Just like, open what? the safe. Yeah. Just blow it up. Trying to create like a sort of a smoke and aces scenario where all the best <laughs> safe crackers show up yeah, yeah, in yeah. your rural town in New York to do the thing is like, I guess you can't say that that's your goal, but it does seem like he's kind of like leaning in that right. direction. I want, I want Kevin Durand it. in his underwear yeah. uh, to show up as like a crazy redneck guy uh, yeah. along, with two, along with Chris Pine and a, yeah. a third guy. I can't if remember. you open the safe, you get to murder Jeremy Pitt. <laughs> I am going to be continually from now on in conversations referring to things as a smoke and aces sort of situation. Yeah. <laughs> kind of a classic smoke and aces scenario. Yeah, I really, I'm still kind of reeling from just the casual reference to smoke and aces. I felt like it was worth uh, taking a shot at. Oh, yeah. How would shot it be it. different than this? Yeah, all right, good. Smoke this is aces. absolutely the podcast for I was smoking, extremely smoke excited for smoke and aces to come out, and then it was not very good. But yeah. I should have known. It's like, a, it's a, yeah, like a, we got like a Common and a, a Alicia. Uh, wait, is a Taraji P. Henson is like the sniper lady. And yeah. then Alicia Keys, I think, was her was like her yep. unrequited love or something. And then Common and Alicia Keys just kind of leave. And then, yeah, it was, yeah it, that, it, that was it was sort of like going on. it was like if Michael Bay did rat race was kind of the vibe yes it, it is like, it's 100 percent is <laughs> and it had that like it's like the last of the tarantino movies like arriving like the tarantino like imitation ones from yeah. the 90s yeah. but it came like seriously 10 years after the previous one so at the end of it there's like dramatic music and you're supposed to feel bad for ryan reynolds's fbi agent or something and right. you're like no man this was like a whole thing where like all the tattoo guys showed up <laughs> And, like, called each other slurs. Like, that was the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you don't yeah. get to feel, like, emotional about anything. There's, like, a plastic surgery scenario, I think, at the end. Yes. Isn't there, like, a big yeah. reveal? Gets, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's, like... Yeah, that, that was... Okay, yeah. Smoking the aces. skinheads are, like, comic relief, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. I they do are, they feel have, like... like they, so they bring, this movie instead of guns, out. they bring chainsaws. That's what, that's what... That's their big thing. Yeah. They're crazy. That's... It's a kind of a... Yeah, again, a classic smoking aces. You know, bringing, <laughs> it, bringing the chainsaw to a gun caper. <laughs> This movie came out in 2006, so I was I was 18. So Eli, you were like 16. I was 16, I which like is Smoking Aces' target demo. Ex- oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was spot. gonna say like that is who was excited that Smoking Aces was coming. Yeah, their target like- their target demo was me at 16 having just snuck into Blade Trinity because I wasn't allowed to see yeah. it yet. Yeah. That's very much their demo. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would have been 23. I think I I was at an age where I. I I still thought Jeremy Piven was kind of cool because of Entourage, you know? So yeah. it was like, all right, yeah, all right, I'll see what, yeah, you know. Ari um, Gold, baby. 
Yeah. Uh, As I recall, Piven really works out in the movie, too. Like, he's just, like, really acting his fucking ass off. But, like, not in a good way. Like, is this the sort of thing where he's just, like, showing you how easy it is for him to cry? Right. He's he's crying (laughs) while doing card tricks for, like, an hour and a half. And then he he gets, like, kidnapped or something. That's, like, the big, yeah. Um, And then, yeah, that's... (laughs) And they made a sequel, I believe. It's kind of it's got a Guy Ritchie flavor to it too, because yes. everyone has like a this crazy backstory. Like there's all these just guys. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one of those kind of um, like the like the guy from uh, the guy from uh, Chibs from Sons of Anarchy with the guy with the scars on his face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's like a master of disguise who's also an assassin. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He does like a, a lot of the a most... lot of face removing. I, I don't want to be rude. His own face. But I feel like if you have two massive. Scars on your face. Master of disguise is not your occupation. <laughs> it's, it's well, this is spoken like somebody that didn't see his work in Smoke and Aces yeah. because I. Yeah. There was a time where I really did think that he was the character played by Timbaland, but he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> That's like this is the most anyone has talked about Smoke and Aces oh, yeah. in I'm going to oh, say yeah. ten years. It's like it's yeah. like that. Scene I think we've talked uh, more about it than the people did during production. Yeah, it's like yeah. that scene in like the Dark Knight well, yeah. or whatever when the they have the Joker out of makeup at a funeral or something. And it's like, nobody's going to bring this guy. Like he, he can't walk around and not be the Joker when he has the massive, like Heath Ledger. He's got the, you know, it's like, Oh, it's a different guy with the Glasgow smile. That's just a classic <laughs> yeah. thing that we all know. Nobody wants to say anything. You're like, this guy's obviously had a very difficult day. You got to fucking accuse him of being a Joker, <laughs> a, or possibly the Joker. <laughs> Don't don't ask him if he's the Joker at the funeral. Wait until at the wake week. Maybe ask yeah, him. the reception. <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of drinks in him. Be like, you seem like a cool guy. Did anybody ever accuse you of being the Joker? <laughs> People who have been victims of uh, a Glasgow smile fucking hate the Joker so much yeah. for what I'm he's sure. done to their community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let me. Okay, so I just want to before we move on from smoking aces here, um, from number right, two, good. which was smoking the movie smoking aces. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, the the so there's there was a t- 2010 there was a Smoke and Aces two Assassins Ball that came out. <laughs> it's a prequel to Smoke and Aces, even though it's number two. Um, and I'm not going to get into the plot, but I just want to read you some of the names that are in this movie because obviously you know tonight, they couldn't. I guarantee you. they couldn't get a lot of that. Well, we could do a Patreon. Oh, yeah, we no. Should, um, yeah. All right. So uh, the, the lead in this movie apparently, or at least the, in, in Wikipedia, the top build is uh, Tom Berenger is an FBI nice. intelligence analyst. <laughs> he is indeed. Um, this is like the brief Berengesance, uh, Berengesance. Uh, yeah. Inception, I think, was also 2010, so he would kind of mm-hmm. got a few things going. Right he had made like then. three consecutive sniper sequels, like all in one week. <laughs> the substitute. <laughs> Get out of the game. Yeah. yeah. Maybe like maybe like they killed off Treat Williams and they brought him back for like the fifth substitute, you know? That was <laughs> kind of... Because, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, so that's Tom Berenger. Um... Ernie Hudson. So, speaking of the substitute, uh, the villain mm-hmm. from the original substitute. So they're reunited here. Um, Vinny Jones, who it feels like an oversight that he oh, wasn't yeah. in the first one. That seems yep. like an obvious. Yeah. Um, Autumn Autumn Reeser, Taylor Townsend from uh, the OC. If anyone yeah. remembers. Also, I could uh, attest to this from all the fucking Hallmark movies I watched for the Hallmark podcast. Autumn Reeser is a frequent uh, contributor to the Hallmark cinematic universe. Okay, and also s- a part of the. Smoke and Aces cinematic universe, which is a, a rare double. Yeah, um, and then uh, the last one. Well, Tommy Flanagan, who was who is the the Chibs from Sons of Anarchy with the scars, and then uh, Michael Parks, who is uh, the sheriff from uh, 
uh, Kill Jango. Bill, the old, the old, and yep. the, and the preacher from uh, Red State or whatever. I think if if I'm remembering right. Um, so just a, a bunch of another another movie that's just like let's get some character actors and just have a ton of squibs go off constantly. And I think yep. that's yeah, and I think that's great. Like I said, so, I'll watch uh, it tonight. I'll let you guys know. Yeah, Smoke and Aces two. Unclear what the plot is going to be. It doesn't matter. Um, There's some sort out. of party. The assassins yeah. are invited. Mm. Yeah, it's like the it's probably like the monster mash. <laughs> if you need a touchstone, yeah. yeah. the 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 ghouls were having fun. Um, yeah. So if you're in the yeah. the crypt or whatever, and you hear sounds, I say th- they do teach that in screenwriting classes. Is uh, the classic narrative structure is just the monster mash, and you just change it to all the characters in your yeah. movie, and uh, it's a good it's a good way to kind of hang the meat of your movie on you know that was yeah. an entire genre all through my teens though like i thought that was the coolest shit in the world because it would be just like a low angle shot of like luke perry walking into a room with a toothpick mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like it would freeze and you'd get a title telling you who he is and then you get like a george jones song and then like 45 seconds later like a helicopter lands on him or something yeah. oh i like, would absolutely love a movie like this like the guy Ritchie style movie where the entire movie is just them assembling the team they don't even need to do anything yeah. and yeah. i'll be Hell yeah. delighted i'll have such a good time watching that it's like a, <laughs> just show me a bunch of guys it's like it's like tough wes anderson you know, yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. the same thing where it's like, it's like I lost my, it's like fucking what in the one where it's like Benicio del Toro and he's like, I lost, he's, he has four fingers and he's a jewel thief, but instead of Wes Anderson where they like wear a beret and like apologize to jewels for stealing them or whatever, he's just like, I'm killing everybody. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. So. Um, all right, so one last quote about the safe, and then we can we can move What's on. What safe? What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. safe from Smoke and Aces Two, yeah. Assassin's Ball. So the guy who has the safe a little bit more. I got a quote from him. I found a different version of this story. It says, uh, "If you open it, the show is over." In these times, with the virus and the politics, fair enough. <laughs> uh, it might get people a chance to set their problems or troubles aside and have a lot of fun talking about it. So, I mean, hey, we're talking about it. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, Mission so accomplished. It says, apparently, they're going to put the safe. They're, they're planning a local history museum in the town. So, they might put the safe would presumably be a pretty heavy uh, focus. Yeah. Um, but the, <laughs> the one thing the, that happened here. Right. The, ladies, the lady... The lady who's the head of the, the, the betterment committee, so one of the groups that's working on, the, the town committee is working on, like, the museum plan, says, it could be holding millions of dollars. It could have confetti in there. You have no idea, so just dream. I love the idea of there being confetti in there, because when you open the safe, it's not like it's going to come yeah, bursting come out. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking it's just a pile of confetti. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I guess the money that was in here blew up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's so fucked up. Like, if you walked into a surprise party and there was just confetti already on the ground. Yeah, yeah, you would think you would think you were late. Yeah, like what the fuck? <laughs> Dude, like I have to clean this up. I think. Yeah, you said two thirty. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just going to be the end of Ocean's Eleven. It's like uh, there's no money. It's full of flyers for hookers. <laughs> that's that's going to be the the big reveal. Oh. Um, yeah, so, yeah, confetti so really is more of an action than an object. Like yeah. it's it's it really is only confetti for one second, and then it's trash. Right. It's like what, like this is like converted. like. Like these, like strips of tissue paper. I'm not sure what yeah. this is. Oh, is this confit? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, cool. Make party poppers that don't shoot, and you just like pull streamers out of them. <laughs> Very sad. Yeah. So okay. good luck to the to safe. We'll never find out what's in it, I guess. So uh, we can all think about it instead of the virus and the politics in these times. <laughs> Both bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh. 
And this week's number one reason to say what a time to be alive. Number one this week comes to us from the Los Angeles Times. And one very small detail I'd like to state here up top is that according to the byline, this story was posted at 424 a.m., which... So somebody was on real overnight beat for this specific piece of news, which is that uh, a Swiss town has been dusted with cocoa after a mis- after a malfunction <laughs> at the chocolate factory. <laughs> so truly, this is how most of our favorite cereals were created. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this whole town got fucking tiramisu'd because this chocolate factory <laughs> is glitching out. Uh, it's the it's the lint, so it's good. It's good quality stuff. Oh wow, wow. that's yeah, that's, that's fancy chocolate. Mm-hmm. The lint and sp- you have to you have to get your home flavor blasted. <laughs> that's obviously what you want. Yeah. <laughs> My son, please, he got flavor blasted. <laughs> well, yeah, I was just thinking about how awful it would be like to work at the chocolate factory and have some actual accident happen to you and have to like apply for workman's comp and stuff, and you're just like. It was an accident at the chocolate factory, and they're like, no, really. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, I can't use my three fingers on my right hand. Like, you're There's, just trying yeah, to, like... Those three fingers are still inflated and blue, like Violet Beauregard. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's It sounds so magical compared to what would happen here. Like, if it happened in the U.S., it'd be like... There was an explosion at the Pepperidge Farm factory, and now an entire town has extra extreme cheddar uh, powder all yeah. over it or something. It's just chemicals and stuff. They're like, an entire town encased in gum Arabic. Well, just yep. uh, like, like modern Pompeii. Um, oh, no. But it's, but it's like the Charleston Chew substance. It's <laughs> yeah. really depressing to think about. Oh, dude. Yeah. What, imagine if the fucking Milk Duds factory overflowed. That would truly oh. be... Pompeii level. Yeah. Just being the guy who like is like trying to suck his own dick or whatever encased in caramel. <laughs> At the moment, the, the guy? malted milk superheated malted milk powder. <laughs> yeah. Isn't there a guy in Pompeii who's like cranking off or He's, something? It, there's a I was just reading off. about him and I feel so bad for him because it is Pompeii self-suck guy? <laughs> <laughs> He's like Steve Zahn in uh, Saving Silverman. The phone's ringing and he can't get up, and he's got like his. his, He's doing the naked yoga. Yeah, he's the last. uh, He's the last Italian in the proud uh, line of the family of Otto Fellatio. (laughs) Otto (laughs) Fellatione. That's the name of the episode now. Madonna. (laughs) Otto (laughs) Fellatione. The name is Otto. Otto Folazione. <laughs> yeah, it's the name of my tomato sauce brand. Yeah. <laughs> they make the best. Uh, only the best ingredients. Yeah. So, no, the, so, the Pompeii guy, I feel so bad for him because, like, it is... He looks like he's cranking off. Like, it's a guy encased in ash just, like, grabbing his, his ding-dong. And uh, <laughs> apparently, like... They're like people who study Pompeii are like, no, if he the superheated ash like bent his arm before he said like so he died horrifically in a way that made it look exactly <laughs> like he was jerking off when he wasn't, right. oh, yeah. which is like s- so much worse than just jacking off in your last minute. He was just like <laughs> sitting in a chair, and yeah. it looks like he was like, no, no, like his last <laughs> yeah. thought is no, no, yeah. <laughs> not like this, not like this, and then yeah. He just looks like he was fully cranking it. I'll see if I can find a picture and put it in the chat because it's pretty funny. Yeah. 
so was there anything like that in this uh, in the lint explosion, Eli? No, Anybody uh, caught? Far as I, can tell. I don't think that. And I think we're all right because this isn't a massive death trap. Uh, but it's fun. So it's like it's there was a minor defect. They say minor defect, but it clearly was a very major defect because the entire town is yeah. covered in chocolate. Um, <laughs> Uh, so there's a minor defect in the cooling ventilation for like cocoa nibs or something and uh, combined with strong winds Friday morning the powder spread around the immediate vicinity of the factory leaving a fine cocoa dusting uh, the company says one car was lightly and possibly deliciously so they're having fun coated um. and then this is my favorite detail though is that the company has uh, offered to pay for any cleaning needed but hasn't been taken up on the offer so people are like we love it <laughs> like, yeah. they're like, do you want us to clean it up? Don't change a thing. Yeah, people also probably say this is the return of the famous. Well, this is Swiss, but my the one voice I did, the people of the German boy, chocolate boy, and they're just like, Hooter. so the company is like, oh, we'll clean this up. The company's like, no, why would you clean up a gift to me? I'm going to just waddle around and give this car a lick. He's a very, he's not really German. He's sort of just a kind of At an amalgamation. At the beginning, it kind of sounded like Dennis Miller a little bit. Yeah, yeah it's, it's Dennis Miller. It's baby Dennis Miller. Yeah. I just oh, can't thing, but you just say chachi as the second word. <laughs> yeah. I just can't believe that this incredibly specific character from What a Time to Be Alive past, German boy who wants to go outside and eat the chocolate that has covered his town. Yeah. Has a return appearance. Yeah. He's back. People have been clamoring in the Discord for the return of the chocolate knife German boy. Oh. Uh, yeah. Kath, you, you put the Pompeii guy in. He looks, I mean, there's no other way to interpret this. It I know looks exactly it, like he's jerking off. He's jacking off. That's what's it going looks on. Like, here. And he's making like one, like an extreme face. Like if you used to ever got like the t shirts on St. Mark's Place that have like a, it's like a skeleton that's like doing something. Like it's making that face to yeah. be really overstated. Yeah. Put this on and a his other hand looks yelling, like it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's definitely like, yeah, get it. His other <laughs> hand is like clenched in a fist too, so it looks like he's yeah. like really just yeah. in the throes <laughs> of something. It, it would be it would be worth getting th- picked up by like Interpol to go here and then tuck uh, tissue into his other hand <laughs> for the picture. <laughs> yeah, he's he's going for it. Uh, you know, I'm sorry that his muscles blackened and burned and cranked him into this position but he does indeed look like he's he's just like hey as long as everyone's having fun with it that's yeah. what he, that's what he's saying. as long as everybody as long as uh, like generations of tourists are doing like the phoebe cates reaction from fast times at ridgemont high near my body <laughs> in photos that they then show their friends to show what a fun yeah. time they had on vacation is this judge reinhold are we sure it's not it's yes. <laughs> i haven't seen him in a while so doesn't anybody knock and <laughs> <laughs> Someone's in here. Someone's in here. <laughs> His final words. Someone's that's in what here. He's saying, that's what he's saying to the lava as it. Yeah. <laughs> Just a minute. Oh, yeah. Your mom. I'm sorry, I'm finishing up. Your mom busting into your room to let you know that the volcano you live near has erupted <laughs> while you're in the middle of jerking off. Yeah. Hey, man, we got to get out of here. 9-11 is happening. Pompeii is happening. Mom, get out of here. I'm uh, looking at my iTunes. Fucking... <laughs> Sitting upright at my computer, viewing the you iTunes. You know how I love to lean forward and see what albums I have. Get out! <laughs> Why is the monitor turned away? Why can't I see? You know, I like to use the three-quarter angle when I browse the web. Yeah, that's right. Um. Oh well. 
good luck to the Swiss town, probably. Yeah. They're, they seem fine. They don't even want them to clean it up. So just I bet it smells great. Yeah. And when it it's w- good, man. All Imagine having a dog, though. Taking your dog out for walks? Yeah, terrifying. Stuff. A yeah, I wonder field. if this is, contains the whatever is poisonous to dogs. And also, the other thing is, like, usually you'd worry about when it rains, but in this specific case, it's just going to make cocoa, and it's fine. Your car's going to be clean. They said, yeah, they said, like, the particles are fine. They're, they're not dangerous. It's just cocoa. But I bet it's people coughing, though. Like, people trying to do the cinnamon challenge. It's like, <laughs> just, yeah, like, huge get puffs of cocoa. Brown lung. Just chocolate yeah. lung. Yeah. Dreaded. That has to be yeah, that's what the, like the best in the type of like crisis PR job to get, though, is like working for a chocolate company in that case where they're like, you know, it's like, these aren't going to hurt you. Like, if anything, they're just going to make you think about fun times from your youth after you had been skiing or sledding <laughs> with your family or something. So it's fine. Yeah. You're probably yeah. going to be fine. Think about putting some warm socks, uh, some some socks next to the fire to warm yeah. your feet. Mm-hmm. That's that's yep. the main thing you're going to be thinking about. So the next time it rains, you're going to feel those warm feelings. Until then, your town's going to smell delicious, yeah. and everything you touch will be flavorful. Yeah, we've left a we've left a large tub of miniature marshmallows in the town square for you to use as you, as you see fit. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's their equivalent of the victims fund. It's just a big thing of marshmallows. <laughs> Oh, that'd be, it actually is really bad, and that's their in memoriam is there's a statue of marshmallows. We're getting dark. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, well, uh, that was, that's, that's, that's nice, I think. Um, a, 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 a nice, we had a, a lot really of very nice wholesome story. stories today, mm. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, this was, a, this was, this was good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good. Yep. Just Still like don't that. know what that is. I have no idea. That's like the, more, the you more you know, know maybe? Yeah, I think it's the more you know. I think that means yes. Well, that doesn't. All right, now do it two times if it's not. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Sorry. Wait, no, wait. Hey, uh, that means it is. Yeah. Um, Truly, the bumblebee of the yeah. podcast that gets yeah, more apt every week. <laughs> oh come on. Uh, all right, so let's let's do some let's do some plugs, David. What what what? Well, we mentioned it up top, but please give us the give us the full rundown on what's what's yeah. out and what's coming. So I quit my job last October with everybody else that I worked with at Deadspin, and we are starting a new website, and it's defector.com and it's gonna be a real website in September that you can read posts at. Um, if you pay, you can read all of them. If you don't, you can read some of them. Uh, but we'd appreciate it if you paid. Uh, and then there's a podcast that I'm doing with Drew McGarry uh, called The Distraction that is happening now that uh, the Stitcher people are producing it and you can get it, as they say, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I feel like that's enough promotion. I don't want to do anything else. But um, yeah, uh, thank you for having me and yeah. letting me talk about it. I had um, for a long time wanted to be on the podcast and this was the time that Patrick was willing to meet my precondition about discussing smoke and aces. And it's been <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. To get to do that with a team of experts. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Get the chance to do exten- extended Annabelle and Smoke and Aces riffs. That's what yeah. it's all about, really. <laughs> this is, uh, How mad this episode is brought been? to you by Showtime West. <laughs> <laughs> How mad would you have been if uh, you just list- tuned in one week and we were discussing Smoke and Aces with a different guest? God, I feel like an <laughs> asshole. Yeah, I mean, it's like. Oh, so it was me. It's word. not Smoke and Aces, it's me. Okay, it's great. fine. It's that yeah. he doesn't think that my opinions on Jeremy Piven are good. <laughs> but obviously, he does think that the guy with the cream cheese hot dog. His opinions on it. <laughs> Can we get? Yeah, we talked about it. We actually talked about it two weeks ago, and we're just humoring you and pretending we didn't already nice. tread this. Yeah, well, I can tell you listen to the podcast a lot. Yeah, first time we ever talked about it. 
Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> clearly a big fan. Thanks. Yeah, <laughs> the, yeah. Okay, cool, man. No. Uh, so yeah, def- defector, the distraction. Uh, I I am a defector subscriber. I'm excited uh, to read the posts and, and Thank things you. in the posts. I'm excited um, to do them. We're all like kind of losing our minds not being able to write dumb stuff about the NBA playoffs or whatever. So <laughs> about Annabelle we'll getting in the bubble. That's yeah, I mean, no one's covered that story except for Tom. Yeah. He's, he broke it, and that's it. No, nothing else. No follow-up. Where's, where's Wadge, or was he suspended during that time? I can't He's remember. He's been suspended, yeah, because so, yeah, the, the, the ties between telling, Annabelle and the People's Republic of China. Yeah. Mm. Uh, telling Tom Cotton to go fuck himself or whatever. Is that why he got suspended? Yeah, I that remember. is why yeah. he got suspended, which is incredible. It's like the one millionth person that Woj is told to fuck himself. It's like, <laughs> like there's like confetti falling from the series, and he gets handed a comically oversized novelty check <laughs> for the honor. Yeah. Uh, so uh, our plugs we got a uh, patreon.com slash what a time pod we got a bunch of bonus episodes we got um, uh, uh, oh my god uh, microwave is going to go off in 90 seconds on my end oh my god I'm muting my mic wait my plug no, is about consider my, it a plug timer. my plug is about microwaves yeah. so if we can time yeah. it this is actually perfect uh, <laughs> we got a bunch of bonus episodes we got a uh, uh, live show <laughs> that's the microwave video we got a Roadhouse commentary track. Um, this siren is very long. This is really, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really something. Um, it's still going. Yeah, uh, at eleven hundred patrons, we're going to be doing. Eli's going to be doing an art show live on Twitch of his old fantasy art. At twelve hundred, we're going to do the Death Nut Challenge, where we eat a series of increasingly spicy nuts uh, and stream that. At 2,000 patrons, we're going to be doing the NFL Combine, allegedly. That's where, that's where we're at. At 1,500 um, patrons, Shelby will stop the siren. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow it will be, it will be the, the soundtrack of every episode from now on until we, until we hit 1,500. Um, just a, a piece of breaking news relating to the Patreon. Uh, the, our latest patron is uh, someone, who, someone whose username is Michael Sex. That's something that just came <laughs> in. I also got that email, yeah. Which is welcome uh, your new patron, good. Michael Sex. Yeah, so if, join up with uh, with Michael Sex and become a patron of the show. Uh, we can chat with him in the Discord. You. Yeah, I cannot believe this siren is still going. It's gone. Is, is I, it, can we please stop yeah, it? I'm going insane. The, micro, the microwave's done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, all that stuff. Patreon counts as well. Time pod. There's a lot of good stuff on there. Um, we got the T Public, which has a bunch of stuff on it, and probably a sale. Uh, we will let you know on the Twitter or whatever. Uh, if you like the show, give us a review on iTunes. Uh, five stars would be appreciated. That's supposedly helpful. Um, Discord, link in the description. Um, uh, we've got uh, a great community on there. Uh, to get into the private channels, um, you have to be a $10 patron. But otherwise, there's a ton of, a ton of good uh, public uh, channels as well. Uh, we're What a Time Pod on Twitter and Instagram. What a Time Podcast at Gmail. I'm uh, Patty Moe on the stuff, and I don't have anything personally to plug. Uh, so that's it for me. Um, I have another podcast called Lie, Cheat, and Steal. It's a true crime podcast about liars, frauds, thieves, and bullshitters. Uh, We do two Patreon-only episodes a month and one free episode a month. Our free episode for August should be out by the time this podcast comes out, so go listen to that. Uh, It's about sciencing underscore by, who was a fake Twitter account that died of COVID, and uh, it was very funny. Um... I'm Kath Barbadoro on social media, and uh, I also want to plug the Defector as um, 
I, I think probably a lot of our listeners are were familiar with Deadspin and stuff, but I just want to specifically plug it for people who don't care about sports like me. I still really, really liked reading Deadspin. So don't be like if you're interested in uh, good journalism, you don't have to like sports to get something out of it. So go check it out. Mm-hmm. Support. It's going to be a lot of stuff on there that's not sports too. This is the the thing that we uh, got in trouble with it with our former ownership is that like there were too many posts about burgers. So if you like <laughs> burgers too, uh, <laughs> we'll we'll have those as well. Yeah. <laughs> Posting a- posts about them. I can't give you the burger. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. of the virus and the politics. Well, I was expecting <laughs> a burger, and my <laughs> money is valuable to me. Um, no, I have nothing really as usual. My, my Twitter is Eli Uden. My Instagram, it's Chili's Restaurants. I don't really post on there, though. It's not worth following. Um, and wow. then, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just pretty, but, and then uh, you can check out, I was on an episode of a podcast uh, called Secretly Incredibly Fascinating with Alex Schmidt, who used to host the Crack Podcast. That is no more. Um, and it literally is about microwaves. That was not a bit. It, it's the whole episode <laughs> is about uh, old microwaves and things. And it was fun. Me and a guy named Joey, uh, Joey Clift, I believe, was also on it. So you can check that out. Also, I Twitch at Twitch. Tony Clifton, uh, Andy yeah. Kaufman's. Uh, <laughs> He's back. Uh, and you He's can back. Catch- he also got out. Yeah. Him and Andy both got out. <laughs> That's actually more Neil Hamburger, uh-huh. so never mind. That was, that was not a good impression. Deleted. Cut it. Um, no, and you gotta, then... You gotta pinch your nose. To the end. Uh, and then, yeah, I, I, I stream on Twitch. Like, now I'm doing it again regularly, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, at uh, twitch.tv slash pig underscore dog. That's everything. Well, cool. uh, David, thank you again. Yeah. Uh, Defector, is it Defector.com? Yes, it is Defector.com. And thank you for having me, man. This was fun. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Likewise. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 Bye.